Welcome back to the Baseball Blue Book Podcast. My name is Eric Wobinaw, the president of the Baseball Blue Book. Are you in the book? The most comprehensive directory since 1909 is now available for download on Google Play and Apple Store. You can also visit us at BaseballBlueBook.com for more information. So make sure you download it today. It costs nothing. It's great to build a profile, add highlights, add your stats for the summer season, uh, and search our comprehensive directory. Find the coach, the program that you are interested in. Before we begin, hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We want to make sure we reach other viewers just like you to get this out. Today's podcast is brought to you by Empowerment Sports Group, a full advisory and consulting firm with over 10 years of experience educating and helping athletes develop within baseball and life. ESG enables athletes to achieve achieve their version of success and positively impact their community. For more information, visit them at ESGSportsGroup.com or on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Joseph Guzman and Michael McGinnis over there, great guys, helped a lot of players. I've had the privilege of having them on a couple podcasts with their players, so we are excited to have them as a sponsor. Today's guest is Coach Reinbold with North Dakota State College of Science. How are you, Coach? Doing well. How are you doing this morning? Doing doing great. I appreciate uh, you joining us at the Baseball Blue Book podcast and uh looking forward to getting to know you why don't you go ahead and spend a few seconds uh introducing yourself and uh, a little bit about your background well uh jonathan reinbold i'm the head coach here at uh, ndscs it's a uh, division three juco it's only two years old We've only had two seasons under the belt i just took over about a month and a half ago and looking to build upon what's already here looking forward to it. that's that's great that's great so uh your background i uh, did a little bit of research uh you were actually uh retired military uh and uh went to west point and you actually played west point correct i did yeah i did four years uh oh. luckily i you know i could play a little bit so i got a chance to play for in college which you know a lot of kids would love to do that's today. great i actually i actually uh interviewed a a a, a kid um couple weeks ago that just got uh, just committed to West Point and uh, we had a really good conversation about that and and uh, he said when he walked on the campus it was he was sold he had visited a few other places and just thought it was pretty amazing and we had a, a great conversation about that and and uh, so anyway so let's uh, there's there's a big some some get big gaps between the four years of uh, West Point playing baseball uh, being full time, yeah, you were, you were full time, right? You were military, um, retired. And then now you're coaching a little bit different path than, than most, uh, getting into the head coach position. So let's just, uh, I, I always enjoy talking journeys, uh, baseball journeys, uh, particularly. Uh, so why don't you take us from playing throughout your career and how we got to where we are today? Well, it actually started at birth. <laughs> okay. You don't hear that one often. My dad was a baseball coach. He was a professional baseball coach. He was also a high school baseball coach. And and the day I was born, he was actually, I was late. I was holding out for a better money um, by about two weeks. And so he had, he had committed to coaching at a baseball camp. So he was th- two states away the day I was born. So I was brought up in that environment. You know, baseball was all around us. Three uh, older brothers, we were in the backyard almost every day playing wiffle ball. We had our own little stadium set up, you know, the tree was first base nice. and, you know, that kind nice. of stuff, just being kids playing ball, but it was part of our life. Um, I remember as a, a young boy, like seven or eight years old, 
my dad's a manager in Coos Bay, North Bend. Uh, it was a single A team for the A's at that time. And I'm riding on the bus to Bend, Oregon, you know. And I specifically remember on my eighth birthday, Max Patkin was at the game, you know, the, the clown prince, right. right? And shortstop was a kid named Kurt Russell. Okay. Yeah, the, the, so the Kurt Russell that we know? Okay. The Kurt Russell, yes. yes. Okay. You know, so that's kind of the way I was brought up. So baseball has been a part of my life, my whole life. I um, was fortunate enough to play at West Point. I uh, graduated, commissioned, was an Army aviator, did 20 years of, of service, um, special operations aviation. I'll, you know, just tried to live my best life, right? And then uh, after that, my kids were right around high school age at that point. I called it quits so I could give them some stability. So I was coaching the whole time, you know, youth baseball okay. or volunteer high school or whatever. And then uh, I really wanted to pursue this, but because how much time I had taken from my family in their early years, I didn't do it until after they were both basically out of the nest. So I, my journey started a lot later than most people's did. That, you know, it, you, you learned a lot, right? You, you knew how much uh, oh. commitment it, it takes um, and to, to really do coaching the right way. There, there are some sacrifices and, and families are t uh, tend to be one of those sacrifices. Not that it's a bad thing, but um, so, so waiting and doing that. Uh, stay, you stayed in what youth baseball volunteer coach through those, those times, right. um, that the, the step to a collegiate program, that's, that's, I, I would imagine, you know, from the outside, you talking to someone, that's a big step. Um, from, from your perspective, what was the real difference between your volunteer kind of running these youth pro programs or doing what you're doing now to this, to this collegiate program? The difference, well, obviously, you can't treat somebody who's 9, 10, 15, 16, same way. And I'm not meaning how you treat them as a person, but how you treat them as a baseball player, the same as a collegiate athlete, because the level of dedication is not there. They're there to have fun. And hopefully, the kids in college are having fun too, right? But yep. you can't treat them the same. So there's that's the biggest difference between the two is, you know, Johnny on the youth team, he just wants to go out and be with his buddies and have fun. Right. Whereas college, yeah, they still want to be out there, have fun, but they're also there because they love the game and they've made a commitment to it. So, so two, two years, it was two years old, right? The program or, or was it just two years in the Correct. JUCO? Okay. It was two years. No, two so, years. so the, the previous person had, had brought in at least the pieces and the parts. And, uh, when, when you started, did you have a, an entire year to kind of get some of the recruiting out of out of the way or were you just thrown right into the fire i was i was hired about a month and a half ago okay so i've had no time to recruit i was able to recruit one per one player and and that was it uh, <laughs> yeah, so th this is learning by doing it's exactly what this is okay um so uh, kind of a uh, thrown into the fire from a recruiting perspective as well, because they're the rules and the, and the engagement rules and, and the things that you have to do. Uh, you're certainly competing with a number of other programs. Um, what did you start first? Was it was it player uh, focused uh, for the last month and a half, or do, did you have a staff around you, or, or how, how did that work? Well, it, I didn't have a staff. There's only one paid position, okay. and. I was working the Air Force baseball camp before I ever was hired. Coach Kaz is a great guy. Kudos to you, Kaz, if you hear this. Um, there was a young pitching coach there. 
And when I, he really impressed me. And when I got hired, he was the first call I made. Awesome. And so he's come along with me. Great. Okay. That's, that's great. That's great. Um, from a philosophy perspective on your program, um, I love to hear coaches talk about what their, what their focus is. I mean, everybody wants to win. Everybody, you know, the game of baseball hasn't changed, but certainly um, the approach uh, how you manage and, and, and um, mentor the players. Uh, a lot of those things have gone through some pretty massive shifts over the last just a few years just because of the COVID and the different things that have happened. What, are, what, are your, what, what is your philosophy um, from a coaching perspective and raising these young men? Well, and that, that's exactly what it is to me. It's, you know, I'm using the game of baseball to hopefully teach some life lessons. I've told the kids flat out, my life is not going to change if we go 0 and 54 or 54 and 0. It's not going to make a difference to me. My job is to help you guys learn to win at life. Really, is what it is. So what I do is I I have I don't have team rules, which people are going wait wait a second I don't have team rules. Uh, what I do is I have team standards, and it's much more difficult. Um, team rules are designed to teach you what not to do, right? Yep. What I have is team standards, and they're in, they're there to teach you how to act, what to do. So, and they're they're really very simple. Be early. That's a standard, which means being there, being on time, in the right uniform, ready to go. Uh, be professional when you're practicing. Practice. Don't be standing around and joking and smoking and doing all that kind of stuff, right? But just be professional, and. Next one is be courteous. I mean, sorry, sorry. It's uh, be respectful. Okay. And, and being respectful is being respectful to yourself, to your teammates, to the umpires, to the coaches, to the fans, be, you know, basically everybody you're around. And the last one is, is I don't accept my bads. Just do it right the first time, right? Or at least give it a true attempt. If you're truly attempting to do it right, you don't need to apologize. Right. Because you're going to fail. Right. You're absolutely going to fail. And, and that's part of the game. That's part of life. That's how we learn. You know, if you watch a baby learning to walk, it falls down, it fails repeatedly, and that's how it learns. Right. So I shouldn't, you shouldn't feel or fear, fear failure at all. Um, so that's basically how I work it. I, if a player makes a mistake, you know, makes an error, physical error, that's the game. It's a hard game. It's a really hard game. And, and, how can I be mad if the kid's trying, if the young man's trying, right. right? Now, if he does something that lack of effort, something that he controls, that lack of effort, bad attitude, bad body language, then I can correct that. But I'm not going to get on a kid because he throws the ball away. Right. No, it's, it doesn't make any sense. And by the way, those standards, I learned those from Darren Fenster from uh, Coach My Kids. Okay. Coach Your Kids or whatever it is. The, yeah. the standard... The standard um concept is 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 really gaining a lot of ground in the baseball community i hear i hear i've heard that a number of times on on podcasts that i've done i love it because you know your first point was uh be early and and for the last 50 years of my life i've heard don't be late uh so it's always the don't don't do this don't do that don't do that those are the rules like you were talking about the standards are be early um, heck, even if it was be on time is better than don't be late. Uh, absolutely. 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 We're teaching you how to act, not what it, not to it, do. It, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's, and that's, you know, I, I just received my, uh, certification for mental performance consultants from the Amer- association for applied sports psychology. 
And one of the things they stress in the sports psych world now is standards. Because of that, it's teaching you how to do things instead of what to avoid. Well, I've got a three-year-old at home, and it's fun to watch him learn and make mistakes. And it's, we never, the, the difference between a 12-year-old and a three-year-old is the three-year-old, you feel like you're always telling him what not to do. The three-year-old is you're telling him everything what to do and what those standards are. Right. And for whatever reason, you think that it changes. And that, that's, it's not the kid's fault. It's the, it's the parent's fault of, of at that age, you all of a sudden have these expectations, which is, again, the opposite of standards. And I think that's the other thing that right. you get away with is, or away from is the expectations. Um, do you, this really falls into your, I, I would imagine your military background. I, I'm actually an, an army brat. Um, my, my, my dad was oh, military nice. forever. And mine was always standards as well, right? Mine, I wasn't really told what not to do, but do you think that that has a lot to do with, or, or do you see a blend of that? Do you, do you think that there's a lot of, things that, that you're bringing to the table that, that really is what you've been raised with and, and have learned in your life? Absolutely. I mean, we're all, we're, everything that we do teaches us something. So the military, 20 years in that environment, 24 years, if you had school in that environment, absolutely shapes me. Um, which is interesting though, because the old school coach, the guy that yells and screams and, you know, the dictator and all that, right. You know where that comes from, right? Right anger <laughs> world war, no world war one and world war okay. two so the the mass inscription of yeah. people they had to do it that right. way so that just kind of moved its way into sport because those people all served and they thought that was the right way to do it well for that purpose it was the right way to do it but for sport that's it's good, not that's... so it's kind of funny that the old school and the new school you know they're both military that's no, that's that's uh, that's a great point. You're right. In this in this in the situation that they were at, you that's what you had to do, and that doesn't mean it translates over to other areas. It's just that's because that's what they've always known. So you talk about that new school and old school. Um, spend a little bit of time as and, and again, you're just starting at this at your first program. Um, how are you going to blend and institute kind of that new school and old school and kind of expand upon what you're talking about from the standards perspective? Okay, so let's go standard of professionalism. I try to explain to the kids, and sometimes I'm successful, sometimes I'm not, that what I'm trying to do is to set them up. If you want to go to a four-year program, you can wear your hair long, right? You can have a beard, you can do all that stuff, but... It takes one coach to like you. If that coach doesn't want long hair, doesn't like facial hair, why would you exclude yourself from that one coach? So I try to incorporate those things because I personally don't like facial hair, probably because I can't grow it, right? And, and I got to shave, sorry. And long hairs. <laughs> <laughs> and long hairs just, you know, I, I've never had it. Um, I just don't understand it, but that's, you know, if somebody wants to wear it, that's fine. But I try to, I try to incorporate those lessons because your boss is the ultimate arbiter, yep. right? He's going to tell you yes or no. So why would you do something that might turn mm -hmm. him off? So if you're a kid looking to go to school, why would you come to a ball field with your shirt tail untucked or, you know, in flip flops or whatever, where baseball's old school. Yep. Baseball's a pretty conservative yep. sport. And why would you ever do that? It, it makes no sense. So I try to put it in those terms to the kids. So it is old school, yes. Uh, this year, because all my players are new to me, 
I didn't choose them. They didn't right. choose me. I'm not enforcing no facial hair. I'm not enforcing, you know, neat above the collar type hair because they didn't choose me. I'm not going to go in and be the dictator. Right. Next year might be a little bit different. They might have to, you know, be clean shaven and that, yeah. but, um, yeah, so it's, it's a mixture of both. You know, you try to explain to them why it's important. I, I think that that's, you know, you, you think of what today's life is like and, and you know, the, the devil's advocate of your con, com, comment is, well, why why is that even important, right? There's there's other people going, hey, you know, times have changed and we, we can do this. when Because you bring up the great points and I agree with what you're saying. How do you then, um, how do you appeal or is it maybe not even an interest to you to appeal because that doesn't fit the mold of what you want. But how do you appeal to the kids that that maybe need what you're talking about, but don't ha have not accepted it? Um, what what is your message to them as you're going through that recruiting process? Well, I I, I try to get an idea about the person, right? And, and if if he's a me kind of guy, I stay away yeah. from him. Um, honestly, if if difference between playing college baseball and not having facial hair or you don't if you're not willing to shave it do you really want to play college baseball that right. bad if you don't want to why do i want you i mean that's the way i look at it it may be old school and it may be you know i, I know i can hear some coaches right now cringing right <laughs> but that's okay that's, that's fine um but to me it's a matter you got to give something right in order to get what you want you have to give something yeah. I, I think that the other thing that, that as you're talking, because it's a lot of things that I, I absolutely agree with, I think what it what it is, it's you have to stand for something. That's an old, you know, the old adage of stand for something, you fall for anything. The standing for something doesn't necessarily mean to have to be to stand for something that everybody else stands for. You stand for right. this. You believe that this makes sense. This is part of your philosophy of how you raise young men. If you don't want to be part of that, then you're okay. They can be okay. There's other options. I think that's where um, the uniqueness of people's approach it should be encouraged, not not uh, frowned upon. And I think that's where I like talking to you because you're coming in. Because I'll tell you what, I've had coach, coaches on here that are 23, 24 year olds. The entire thing is about their their mind, their mindset, their mentality. It's it's their coddling. They're letting that, and I'm like. Okay, that's totally different the way I would do it. But so I like the other approach, but it doesn't come from a different goal. Your goal is to raise these men yeah. to be functioning human beings in this on this on this earth, right? Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's why I have those standards that I have. None of them are baseball related. Right. It's it's you can take those standards and move them into your business world. You can take those standards and move them into your family yep. life. It doesn't matter. It's learning the standards and how to act. And will they help you win in life? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. There's not a, one of those standards that's going to hurt you in life. It does, they, they don't guarantee success, but they don't, no, but they no. guaranteed that you won't, that, that uh, 
that, that it won't be an impediment of your success. That's for sure. It gives you the best chance it, to succeed. Exactly. Exactly. No, I, th I think that's, that's fantastic. So let's, so let, let's go into the, 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 the team. Let's go to the actual, you know, the X's and O's of your baseball. What do you, what do you focus on? Are you a pitcher kind of guy? Are you an offense guy? Are you defense? What, what, what do you like? What do you like? And, and it's not about winning or losing. What do you, what do you like as a coach? No, my passion is defense. Okay. My, my father was a, a basically an infield guy in the minor leagues. So that's, I, I, I was eight, nine, ten years old. I'm, a, I'm his demonstrator in, in you know, clinics. Okay. A lot has changed in defense since eight, nine, ten years old. But yeah, that's, that's what I like. Um, when I go to a game, that's the first thing I look at is, okay, where's the third baseman playing? That tells me if the guys have been coached fairly mm -hmm. well. You know, if the third baseman stands at the same position, no matter left-hander, right-hander, double play, on, you know, whatever, if they're in the same position, that'll tell me a lot whether the team's been coached. It, it, about defense, a anyway. Absolutely. I can't say that generally about other things. Yep. But um, so, yeah, I'm a big defensive guy. So, pitching to me is a black art, right? Yeah. That's why I, that's why I hired a pitching coach, because I really don't know much <laughs> about it. I mean, I know enough to get by, but I'm not. I would not consider myself an expert by any stretch of the imagination. Yep. My weakness, so I hire somebody who's good at go. it. That's that's what you do. And the the lessons continue, right? Into into life. You know, I'm running a business. I'm not very good at certain things. I'm not it's not my job to to become the best. It's my job to go find and, and facilitate that. So I, I absolutely agree with that. So back to the defense. What do you think about the shift then? That what are your thoughts on that? I have no problem with it. If, if, a, if a hitter is going to be so one-sided in how he approaches things, why can't I shift right. it? You know, that, that to me just makes no sense. You know, I, I, I actually, I, I agree with you because we do it anyway in the outfield. I was an outfielder. And if you had a lefty up or a righty, the whole field would shift. Why would you stand all the way on the left side of the line when there's a lefty up? That's not going to happen. Where else in sports, if you have a weakness, do not exploit the weakness of your exactly. opponent? Right? If, I, if I'm going into war and I know the guys have no aviation, am I just going to go, oh, okay, then we'll just, we won't use our bombers because <laughs> they don't have aviation. No, right. Makes no sense. <laughs> it's hey, well, hey, it's the same with anything. You look at basketball. You have a three, a two-three zone, a three-two zone, and a man-to-man. -man. You you change based on what they give you, and yeah. you know what? You shift in the in the field. Maybe that batter needs to to exploit their their weakness or their overcompensation yeah. for what you used to do. Do, do we say? Do we say if a guy can't hit a curveball? Well, okay, we're only going to give him fastballs. No. <laughs> It just makes no sense. Exactly. Yes. Uh, that's, that's, that's hilarious. Um, all right. So second year at JUCO, JUCO's a little bit different, right? You're, you're really, not only are you raising these men uh, to be functioning uh, additions to society, grades are important, but you also have that added complexity of uh, some of these kids are going to look for your programs. Um, what is your, your, your philosophy on, on that? I, I know that you're just getting into this. But what what are you, what are your thoughts on that, and uh, how do you help these kids to to maybe find where where their ultimate goal is, and how do you deal with that personally? I see I see that as part of my job, to help them. Yeah, that's what I'm here for, right? I, I come from a 
family of service. I have a sister who's a social worker, another brother who's military, and brother who's a baseball coach, and another brother who's a football coach. So it's a, it's a, that's the way I was raised. I remember my father, there were some students at his high school that basically parents kind of abandoned. He took them to buy a suit. He took them to do those kind of things and took them under, under his wing. That's just the way I grew up. So that's kind of what was imbued in me as a little, little boy is you, you help others and, and you service others. So as a coach, why wouldn't I help? Yeah. yeah. And I've heard of coaches, high school coaches that I know of one that has said, it's not my job to help you get into college. Yeah. I, I, that just blew yeah. me away. No, I don't understand. That. It's that's exactly that's like their only job. <laughs> that's <laughs> that, that's the way I look at it, right? Is to help them succeed in life. Exactly, exactly. Um, but you know what? That it, the, you can tell right away coaches that are uh, there for for them and the, and the other ones that are there for for the kids. Heck, my brother's been coaching twenty years soccer, and he's got had some really good teams and, and bad teams. And his his favorite part of the whole thing is when these kids come back. Um, and they're successful in life. Uh, they may not have played soccer ever in any other um, level, and and it's the family he gets to meet, and uh, it's just it's just been a lot of fun. I get to be around it because I go to the games, and so. Yeah, I, I don't know if honestly if I'll ever know if I'm successful, right? Because I'm pushing sixty, and these kids twenty years from now, I'll be, you know, maybe I'll be around here, maybe I won't. But you know, are they going to be good fathers yep. and? and successful businessmen, you know, and leaders of the community. Yep. That's, that's well, you know, am I, do I get full credit for any of that? No, not even Great. close, but maybe I had that little bit of influence that helped them. Well, I think, I think coaches actually have a lot more influence than they even, they, they even know. I mean, there, there's so many times. Um, I also do a, a podcast with, with uh, kids. We call it player five Q and we ask them five questions that most coaches will ask them. And they're typically 16, 17 year old kids that are uncommitted. And I'll tell you what, I always give them the opportunity at the end to do shout outs. And, and the coaches are always, you know, it's mom and dad. And then these coaches, and they know their names, they know their families. They know it's, it's just, a, it's, it's amazing the influence that coaches actually have on the players. And so I always encourage those coaches. It's like, it's, it's more than just little, it's more than just uh you know, X's and O's types things. And, and you're right. It's, it, I love what your approach is. This is life. These are life lessons. Um, it's, it's, uh, what did you say? I like this. Uh, my life will not change uh, if I'm O and 54 or 54 and O. It's, they won't that's not what all. it's about. And I, I love that quote. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite that I've heard in a long time. Um, so let's, you know, we're wrapping up here uh, almost 30 minutes. This has been a lot of fun. I know you're, you're under some time crunch. Uh, and, and I, I just wanted to give you an opportunity. I always do this. Like I just said, shout outs to people in your life. And I, I think I already know some of those, but any last comments and also shout outs that you might want to make? Well, you know, I never got a chance to sell my school, ah, so I'm going to sell my go. school for a second. No, perfect. That's what I want. This is, this is in Wapiton, North Dakota. It's a small town, but what a great little community. The people are, are big time baseball fans. Everybody comes up to me, hey, you're the new coach, da 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 da. And, and it's, it's really kind of refreshing to see that baseball love in the community. Um, school is a two year school with a four year feel. Uh, we have our dorms, we have student center, we have dining facility, we have everything. It's, it's like a four year school, and it's one of the premier trade schools in the nation. Um, 
big companies like John Deere, th those types of implement companies, yep. they actually send some of the latest equipment every okay. year. So the students get a chance to have hands on with that. This also has a, a, a good little liberal arts education so somebody can get their first two years of college, yep. you know, primary requirements out of the way too. When, so, when you asked, when you, when you said about the science and technology um, and they send some of the, what are some of the, the careers? Because I know North Dakota's got a, a, a number of, and I don't know what it's like today, but, but I know that there was a lot of fracking and a lot of uh, uh, oil extraction that's going on up there. Is that still yeah. a, a big, a big push? It, it is, but it's not so much at this school. This school is, um, Diesel Mechanics is one of the best diesel mechanics schools Got in the it. nation. Okay. Uh, a great nursing school. Um, a small engine repair, those types of things, but it's also got a, a huge ag component, component considering obviously that we're in North yep. Dakota and it's a huge ag state. So it's geared towards that. But again, you can get the, you can get your required courses, first two year required courses done. And, and that's really important because especially now with, with the, the transfer mm -hmm. portal, if you're a freshman, you're probably not going to play. It's not like when I came in and I was able to play as a right. freshman. That stuff probably isn't happening much anymore because a junior can transfer or a sophomore can transfer. So whether it's NDSCS or another JUCO, that's a very valid route for a young man to go to. That's, that's awesome. And, and you know what? I think what I love about the school is, is that – uh, the option for the non-traditional liberal arts degrees, even though you have it, uh, these these guys, it may not be a good fit, and it might be a better fit from a baseball perspective. Um, getting uh, some of those 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 blue collar, uh, you know, certifications that really can set you up very very well, um, and has the ability to be worked around some some other things that you can pursue in baseball with independent leagues and other professional leagues that if you are still wanting to pursue you you have that i think that's awesome correct and the, the thing here is is a lot of these students they come in say that they're in the john deere program they're already hired <laughs> wow by their local john deere dealer or whatever and then they come here to get the training and then they okay. go and they have a job right away they actually wear their they actually wear the uniform of their like a john okay. deere that's awesome. That's awesome. So it's a, it's a certification yeah. college, basically. That's, that's awesome. That, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I can understand why you were, 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 uh, were, were drawn to, to, to that. I think just from your personality and who, who you seem to be, uh, setting people up for success is, is, is number one on, on, on your list. And that, that really ties Absolutely. into that. Um, awesome. Well, yeah, well, Hey, we're, awesome. we, we, we are excited to have you on the program. Um, uh, part of, of what the Baseball Blue Book is doing. Uh, we've got a lot of JUCO players that are actually in our book because uh, they want to continue to highlight their their skills um, and what they are as they potentially, uh, you know, look for their next playing opportunities. Well, the portal is is great, but the portal is also just a – I've talked to many coaches. It's, it's thousands and thousands of players, and uh, – uh, if you're not known, um, you can get skipped over pretty quickly. So we're just trying to add, add a level of, of exposure for some of these players. So I think that's great. Right. I think it's great what you're doing. It's, I, I grew up, I mean, we had the blue book at home, the, the, written, yep. the written version at home um, when I was a kid. I actually loved going through that thing when I was I, a kid. I loved it too. It's like front office. and you have one? Yeah, hold on here. So this was... 
this is 2017. Yeah. And yeah, we got people people that know about it. They 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 call it the base the the, the baseball bible. Bible print. Right? And uh, and I've got a bunch of old school guys that are not happy with us that we're 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 not printing it. And I just tell them, "Hey, build a profile. It's all the information's updated and it's accessible. It's a lot easier to find." But you're right. There was something about having a book and flipping through it. I mean, Literally, I was a little boy flipping through that book, going, "Oh, that's cool! I didn't know there was a screen." Right. You know? No, it's it, it, what you said. It's I, I, that's one thing that I absolutely loved it because we would pack these books up when I was a kid and ship them to our favorite school or favorite um, major league baseball programs. I, I was big, a big pirate fan. My brother's a big Cubs fan, and we literally would box these up and put the label on it to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I just thought I was part of part of their program. It was awesome. Yep. Yep. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a great resource. It really yep. is. Um, getting back to the question of who's been an influence on me, my father, obviously he passed five years ago. Um, and I, I actually had a tear in my eye the other day cause we had our first scrimmage, excuse me. And I just wish you could have been there. I bet. I bet. Well, but, uh, no, Kaz, Kaz at, uh, Air Force, he's yeah, he's my sounding board, if you will. Great guy. You talk about a program that does it right. Oh my gosh, yeah. he cares about those kids. Truly cares about those kids. Uh, Dan Roberts, Robin Roberts' son, was my high school coach or my sorry, my college coach my last year, my senior okay. year, and he made baseball fun again yeah. for me. So that's another one that added influence. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, the navigation of baseball today is not saying it's it's it wasn't difficult when you and I were younger, but there's so much going on um, to have someone like you and and understanding uh, what's important. I think is is the most important thing about this, and I, I say it all the time. We are raising we're raising young men, and we we need that more than Absolutely. ever right now. We need. We need Absolutely. men to be stepping up and, and taking their place and, and being raised by the right people. And I think uh, it's been an honor talking with you. Um, it's been great. You, you, you uh, been fun. I, I'm excited to, to watch your program. I mean, gosh, brand new coming in one person that you've recruited. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And so we're excited for, for you to be on the program. We're excited to be part of it in a little bit of way. Uh, we're going to get this out and uh, promote your your um, uh, your program, and uh, I hope people really enjoyed uh, getting to know you a little bit. But, Coach, I appreciate it, and thank you very much. Thank you. It's it's been a pleasure, and I appreciate what you're doing too. You're helping people out. That's great. Well, th thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for watching, guys. Make sure you like, comment, and share this video, and please subscribe to the Baseball Blue Book Podcast for additional. Uh, videos and uh, new episodes coming your way uh, every week. Thanks.